Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Metamorphosis. Now, I'm pretty excited about this episode because this is the first episode that I really had the opportunity to put the topic out there beforehand, um, get some feedback, and, and hear back from you all. So, I'm pretty excited about this one because I was able to pick some of you, the listeners' brains, and get your perspective on on this topic. So this episode is called Stage Battling Good Hair. Um, I guess I'll just start off basically describing what exactly I mean by that. So good hair, this is a term you may or may not be familiar with. It's definitely a term that is is known in the black community as far as black women um i feel like it's also something that is in the black male community as well like you know i i um i have dated guys that are like you know they i don't know like they're like mixed so they have been heard their whole life that they have you know the the good hair so it is it is something that trickles down and and with males as well so it's not exclusive to women but um yeah the word good in itself is already an adjective that suggests subjectivity of the matter so there, there there's clearly there's no one definition of good hair but due to societal norms we have been influenced to subscribe to certain ideals of what acceptable hairstyles are for black women what's considered professional versus what's not um and to a large extent we are encouraged to conform to certain certain um, beauty standards especially when it comes to our hair which tends to be leaning towards a more straight and or if if you do have curls they they you know if they're they're looser curls that's a bit more acceptable um and and yeah that's that's kind of i feel like where we are now as far as the general stereotype of of what people would consider good hair but i do you know want to challenge that i'm i'm and i feel like slowly but surely we are challenging that idea that idea that there is this specific um hair type that is good hair and and i do see you know like brands like pantene and you know Shea Moisture has been a while for been around for a while, um, and you know just just some different shows. Atlanta being one, um, Blackish being one, and they have these leading characters that are wearing their their natural hair. I know I was astonished and just very proud when Viola Davis in in her show How to Get Away with Murder she's had scenes where she's taking off her wig and she's exposing her natural hair and you know it's it's very vulnerable because hair is so much so this huge factor in in a black woman's experience especially um i feel like no matter what side you're on if you are a black woman that has been told that you have good hair 
it's something that you are reminded of your entire life and this is something that you know is usually usually said to you in a way to encourage you and and to make you feel maybe superior to to other black females um you know i've definitely had that experience and being on the other side of that um as far as having hair that's maybe not considered good hair because it's not it's not um a certain length or it's permed or you know it's just all the spiel um that's also something that you're reminded of your entire life and you are constantly being encouraged to keep up with your hair and what really gets me is is the hair industry in itself and how profitable it is and how little black women actually own of of um of this business um but they contribute to it so much they spend so much money in this industry and they're not seeing that back (laughs) and um i just more than anything that's what's you know pretty frustrating to me it's it's estimated to be about a 500 billion dollar industry so you know there's there's some money flowing into the natural hair industry based on some some articles that i've read you know and some of the things that i've been trying to keep up on so i've been you know checking out articles on huffington post um some some I'm trying to think um and some other things like i think i came across something on the la times and just like black hair blogs i've been trying to keep up with it and you know it, it it's definitely this half a trillion dollar industry that you know we we don't really own and that's what blows my mind it it blows my mind because we are marketed towards um you know our demographic it's it's so much they know that black women are going to are going to 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 pay you know to make sure their hair is is good but what exactly is this good hair that we speak of and why is it you know just so outrageous and why are there so many standards for us in particular um i wanted to talk a little bit about my personal hair experiences and then i wanted to get into some of the responses that i received on instagram so um as far as my personal hair experiences um i've definitely come a very long way um i've been very open with my hair journey it was something that was pretty difficult for me um you know just dealing with growing up i've always been very aware of of my hair and you know how other people are receiving me after seeing my hair and um yeah i just i started getting perms at a very young age um and you know that's just not healthy (laughs) it's not you're burning your scalp 
you can't wash it out until you say your your scalp starts burning like it's it's pretty weird it's pretty weird my friend like pointed out to me that like nair smells like a bad perm and i buy it i buy that i'm pretty sure nair is just old perms which is crazy because something that i used to burn my hair off is something that i used to put on my hair okay so anyways um but don't quote me on that because i'm not sure that that's accurate but you know it sounds pretty damn accurate to me but anyways um yeah, so it was, it was, it's it's always been something that's very, very difficult. I've done, you know, multiple braiding styles, um, you know, twists, this and that, and it's just always been a hassle, you know, it's, you're a kid, you don't want to worry about your hair, and, like, those were very stressful times for me, like, even in middle school and things like that, and then, um, by the time I, maybe, like, eighth grade, I started really um getting into like hair um sewing in like hair extensions or weaves or you know whatever it is you call it but um I was buying really expensive hair and I was um getting it sewn in frequently perming my hair sewing in new hair um (coughs) um it was all pretty hard and then um those and it was an expensive process like definitely so then that became a lot and i decided to to cut my hair for a bit but i was still i still had a perm so i was frequently perming my my short hair and you know that became a lot as well cuz now i needed to because it's more visible that it's it's shorter i had to keep up with perming that like every 2 weeks and and uh, stressful time guys stressful and when i tell you these weaves were expensive they were about $300 and then i would have to get the installation which was another like maybe $200 so you know, if you're spending $500 on your hair every month, you know, and that's cheap to some people, but, like, every month or so, about, like, $500, like, that's a lot of money. I don't even know how I was making money like that, or, um, you know, I do think my sister helped me a lot, shout out to you, big sister, but, um, yeah, it was definitely, like, a a stressful time, so now at this point in my life, really, um, I had become, I started going natural, maybe, like, sometime in college, you know, I was, like, still kind of wearing weaves, but I was, like, not perming my hair anymore, um, like, maybe my sophomore year, and then following that, I decided, okay, um, I'm not perming it, but I just need to keep protective styles in, and I became obsessed with that, like, a protective styles, but I really just was still embarrassed or just not interested in showing my hair, and, you know, my, my best friend was encouraging me, she was like, just let your, let your scalp breathe, like, you know, just, just do it, she, she was a big push for me to just kind of, like, be free, and that's exactly what it was. It was pretty liberating when I did wear my hair out, but it still was yet another like tedious process of like trying to make it look presentable, whatever that means, and 
you know, putting these products in there and, and the twist outs. And like, I was like, ah, I can't do this. And, um, yeah, the summer came and I decided that I wanted to challenge myself in a new way that I had evolved to a better place and I wasn't going to let my hair define me. It was something that I wanted to do. And then, you know, some of like some people I knew had gotten haircuts and I was like, you know what, this is the time. I'm in a big city. I was in New York at the time. I was like, if there's ever a time to challenge myself and change, it's not. So I did just that and it was such an amazing experience. It's It really changed my scope. It changed how I see myself. It challenged the way that I felt confident about myself. Um, and I, I discovered a new love for, for me. Just me, like, you know, eternally. I mean, not eternally, but um, externally, rather. And inevitably internally as well um and now I'm at this place in life where and it's I know like it's impossible at this point I can't go back in life I won't I refuse to let it happen but I am in a little city a little town Pensacola and you know, for my graduation, I thought it'd be nice, and, you know, I've come to terms with my relationship with Weave and things like that, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna switch it up for graduation, I'm gonna start buying different wigs, and, you know, my hair has grown out a bit, so I can, like, do different styles and still be comfortable going back to my, to my natural fro. Um, I had worn the fro, and then for graduation, I, I have my first wig, I'm wearing it for a few weeks, and I just recognized this difference in treatment, you know, how people seem less intimidated, um, and I don't even know if intimidated is the word, but they seemed, it seemed like approaching me was easier, like I had made myself, I had made myself, uh, I mean, I can't even find the words, but there was, there's just definitely a difference in treatment from everyone, from the way that males approach me to <laughs> the way that, you know, my peers would or adults. Um, and it made me feel like it made me feel kind of sad. Um, it just made me sad because it made me realize like, wow, that's like it I mean it, you can really change and you can accept you but that really doesn't mean that the world ever will or you know that that it, it's going to be something that would happen immediately and me wearing my fro is so much of me standing in my blackness that it's uncomfortable for some people so you know recognizing that can really make you it can make you feel small and that's like the reality that a lot of black women have to to live with that in their natural state them being who they are fully it is seen as unprofessional intimidating unkept um 
you know, all these things that you, you can think of. And um, that just kind of connects directly to my Instagram responses. So as far as Instagram, I definitely, I, I asked, I had a short video and asked, what is like, is good hair actually a thing? And I think about 67% of the voters said, what the hell? And the other option was definitely. So, um, you know, I ended up having some pretty good conversation with some people about, you know, what are some steps we can do to move forward um, and, and, and try to, to start this conversation in the most effective way and um one person actually asked me if they felt like if it would be appropriate for them as you know not a not a person of well not a black person if it would be appropriate for them to speak up on something if they are to hear something inappropriate um about black hair and I said absolutely. Um, I said absolutely. I think it's great and that's what we need. We need allies and people that are going to speak up against certain um, injustices. Um, Because unfortunately, sometimes our voices and our experiences and, and voicing that is not enough or at least that's what we are 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 you know led to believe based on us like what has been happening um for so long in this country so you know if if you are a person that is outside of this experience but you can recognize when wrong is happening absolutely use your voice your power you know, of whatever form of privilege you might have, and, you know, speak against, speak against wrong, because that's all we really can do. Um, A big thing for me that I've been saying is I think it would be phenomenal, and I mean, movies like Black Panther, like, you know, amazing, you know, amazing representation. Um, I mentioned Viola Davis, Um, there's also Issa Rae, on on her show and you know you even see that her best friend molly she's in these very long weaves and she's a lawyer and she's working in offices and i'm not so sure that her character would realistically switch for a fro one day you know because that just in her workplace where she's already getting paid less than her white male counterparts is that is that realistic you know but that's the reality we're living in and and tv and the media is meant to um reflect reality and i think that's very true for as far as being realistic um and i i mean i definitely feel like things are changing i have hope i have hope for our generation i'm happy that people are willing to have these conversations um there were people that did argue that good hair is definitely a thing and a really interesting thing that i heard was healthy hair is good hair 
And yes, healthy hair is certainly good hair. Um, it, it definitely is. I think that's also subjective. Um, I think, unfortunately, for a lot of black women, we don't exactly know what healthy hair is as far as our froze because that's not something that we are and I'm speaking really mostly for myself, but you know, I feel like that we're generally educated on. I I think you know, if you have 4C hair, unless you have grown up with a mother that was, you know, really really um well versed in, in, in natural hair care or took you to a natural hair stylist, you probably have very little knowledge on what exactly it is to, to, to keep a healthy natural hair. And we're living in a great time where YouTube is, you know, an outstanding resource. So I, but you know, hair, everybody's hair is different. So finding that healthy for you can look entirely different from someone else. So I think it's important to do more research and to to see what that is for you. For me, myself, I have very coarse hair. My hair is, I have 4C hair. Um, it's really strange. Sometimes it's 4B, sometimes like there's like little 4B sections, but mostly 4C, but my hair can do that. It can have multiple textures. Um, and what I run into a lot is my hair can appear very dry but there is like water and there's moisture in there and I'm just like uh like <laughs> you know like when is this gonna it's just it's a lot I have an interesting sponge hair um and I think for me what I was running into was my family you know when I'm wearing my natural fro if I didn't do something like style it with the gel or like make sure that the what they call like the in the back of your head like your little curls back there um they're called like the kitchen or something like that and like if that's not brushed up that's a problem so it was just like there were standards for what um my hair could should be doing to be considered good hair and it just made me think you know I don't necessarily like the effort that it even takes me to brush through my hair and you know all the other things and I'm not saying like I shouldn't do anything with my hair but I do think like if some days I just want to wear my fro free form and if I don't want to lay my edges I want my edges to be free and breathe. I don't think that should be considered bad hair because I don't see, you know, I I do definitely, I don't think it's fair that, you know, white women can wake up or, you know, just girls with, with um, that certain hair texture that, that on any given day, if they are to wake up and you know, not necessarily brush their hair out entirely or put this, like, all, like maybe 30-minute effort, I would say, on a good day that I'd have to do to make my hair presentable to go out. Um, 
you know, if they if they rolled out of bed and, and took a brush and did a one-two and put it in a ponytail or a bun, like, that would be more socially acceptable than me not gelling and combing and blah, blah, like, you know, why is it not okay for me to wear my, why is that not good hair still for me to just, you know, wear my hair out casually? And I'm not saying in a work setting, because I guess I understand to an extent, yes, in a work setting, you have to put in some effort there. But I'm saying, if I want to go to class, you know, this way, or if I want to, you know, just hang out, chill, go to the library, um, I don't know, and that could be just my personal experience, but it, 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 it does have an effect on how we are treated and as black women that we have to walk through the world so that was an interesting point that was brought up to me because I was like okay so you do like you you believe that there definitely is such thing as good hair that that's healthy hair but what exactly is that because I don't think you can I think if you look up look at someone really close you can see okay she has split ends or you know or it's more clear if someone clearly has heat damage on their hair but what exactly consists of good hair once again a subjective matter um but i just really want to leave this this podcast episode with you giving you all something to think about and to recognize that it's it's not easy it's really not and you know, I I I I commend my sisters that are trying to go natural and and are natural, and I'm also here for my sisters that wanna slay in their weaves because it's your hair, it's your choice. But overall, do not let anything define you, um, especially hair. You are not your hair, and your hair is. it's it's been a way to I feel control in a way this narrative that women are as good as their hair but that's not the reality and just know that know that you have that power to define yourself bald um hair wrapping around your ankles or whatever the case is um that's your own personal power and and feel empowered by that and you know recognize that everyone has their own journeys so if you do know tips if you do want to help someone out you can dm me you can message me or dm them talk to them I think we need to get something going where we can start really sharing these 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 messages. I want to get a Twitter thread started with hair care products for four C girls, for four B girls, for you know, whatever whatever it is. We we have to help each other. Um if you are listening to this, I hope that and and you aren't a person of color or you you um are not um, a young woman, or, you know, whatever it is, if you're just listening to this for some more insight on the matter, um, I hope that this gives you some stuff to think about, 
and maybe you can bring back to your your um discussions with others to just kind of the more the more representation the better and that's my opinion i think we will make a change i think we will start seeing more variety in hairstyles for for black women um because we're not standing for it anymore we're we're really not i'm not sure if you guys heard about um Lapita Nyango's cover she had her hair natural um, in a ponytail and like you know her fro it was like a puff that she left out and um I guess the they had blurred it out for the final product in the magazine and the same thing happened to Salon she had this very elaborate hairstyle her hair was like I believe braided into like this like you know beautiful design and they just minimized it like they taken I think almost the entire design out and it just brings me back to the the Tijin laws or the Tijin laws I believe I'm saying it correctly but when um they decided black women were doing too much with their hair it was too elaborate and they forced them to cover them um you know it's it's a way to continuously make us feel like we need to be smaller and that our hair is a burden or it's this thing that is not worthy to be looked at when in reality it's 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 the opposite i think more than anything i've learned with my hair that it's so cool the way that it defies you know I guess gravity so to speak or in the way that like the different things that I can do with it and the way that it will stand up and be thick and if I really tried hard enough I could get it to be the direct opposite of that but I don't I don't want to most of the times I want it to do whatever it wants to do I think that's such a such a blessing. It's it's pretty lit. So, um I am going to wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for responding and sharing with me your your opinions and some cool questions and conversation that I got from it. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and Be sure to check out my next one. Thank you. Have a great day.